1: Elaine Starling and I've got an important question for you because you know you may not realize it but 90% of our prosperity is directly tied to your relationships relationships are actually the path to your abundance people are the path to your abundance and that's why I am so stoked that we get to chat with this incredibly talented woman Damara West now you're not going to believe this so I I have to give you a little bit of background on her because she's pretty darn amazing. Damara mm-hmm. is the founder and chief wellness officer of Be Well Beautiful Woman. This is a global wellness community focused on the liberation and joy so that all women can live and lead on their own terms. She uses social enterprise. She provides retreats, group coaching, wellness, and business support. She hosts the Be Well, Beautiful Woman podcast. And Damara provides transformation support to women as a licensed therapist, a registered Mm. yoga teacher, a professional certified coach. She's got all these different healing modalities, meditation, forest bathing, emotional freedom technique. You know how much I love tapping. Well, she's a certified yoga peace, practice, and trauma-sensitive yoga expert through the trauma center. I mean, what this woman doesn't do is a whole lot shorter than what she does do. So rather than take up all the time just talking about you, I want to chat with you. Tamara, I am so grateful that you're here to join us today for The Abundance Journey.
2: Oh, my gosh, Elaine, I am deeply grateful as well. Um, Your work is very inspiring and it speaks to me in a multitude of ways. And so when alignment is present, alignment is present. And I'm always excited to say yes to alignment.
1: Well, you have done so much. You have so many certifications and so much qualification. And obviously, this is something that is a huge passion for you. Mm -hmm. What got you so engaged in this? Why are you so committed to supporting women in experiencing this transformation?
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, so I say that healing always starts with us. And um, I grew up with complex trauma, and I didn't really realize how much I needed to face that trauma um and to find real liberation and joy so much later in life. It wasn't through my graduate studies. It wasn't through my field work it was through just my lived experiences and um as life was speaking to me as it always is uh it was calling me to integrate fully back into myself and to um do this work for myself first, uh, to tap into parts that were really dormant, to find real lasting joy and peace. And like, I just became on a quest for truth and through that quest for truth, uh, my life got turned upside down, which it does oftentimes when we're on the journey to transformation, And uh, Be Well, Beautiful Woman was really birthed from that place. Uh, And so every certification that I have, I kind of stumbled upon it, like even going to graduate school to become a therapist. um, I, you know, when I finished my undergrad, I said, never again. I am so (laughs) damn. And we speak, right? And God laughs because we don't know what our pathway is going to be to getting abundance and which we know is connected to joy and peace and money and everything. It's everything essentially. And so as I, you know, found myself um, immersing myself in things like yoga um, for myself first and Reiki for myself first, uh, and then later offering those things to my community, uh, that's how I started this journey. And, you know, I just finished my first book. Um, called me to a therapist journey to heal from complex trauma, find liberation and joy, and really helping people to tap into indigenous wellness practices that are really accessible, that don't cost you a dime, right, um, are life changing to our frequency, um, are there life changing to our ability to effectively build relationships, to influence others based on that statistic that you said that, you know, 90% of our abundance is connected to people, um, but we can't really love people fully and treat them well, unless we are really doing it for ourselves first in the most authentic aligned way. Uh, and so, you know, we both know that's lifelong work, right? So it's It is. This- the manifestation of it is, be well, beautiful woman right now, and my book, and you know, other things. And you know, ask me five years from now that might look really, really different, right? Because yeah. we don't know how we're going to be called to to share our light,
1: and you know, I love what you're doing because so often, the women that I'm speaking with are not taking care of themselves and they definitely don't love themselves. yes, they they are so focused on their limitations and what they perceive as being, negative things about themselves actually they're some of the biggest blessings but they yes. don't know that so yes. they they tend to shut themselves down and limit their opportunities and live it, limit the abundance that can come from them to mm-hmm. them from yes. them and to them and isn't it ironic that what you give is what you get now yes. i don't want to plant any uh Seeds in, in your mind. I really want your yeah. perspective, your opinion. This is the abundance journey, right? So we're talking about abundance. You're talking about healing from trauma and taking care of yourself and being a true leader as yeah. you do so. How would you describe abundance given the work that you do with your clients?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so what you just described, abundance is very much connected to our healing, right? Because a lot of times anything that triggers us is connected to trauma, right? Um, And it can be acute trauma, or it can be more complex trauma when you're talking about um, the layers of trauma by which we may encounter um, as a result of what our lived experiences are, right? And so a lot of times those very things are preventing us from living a life as fully as we would like to right i'm reading the four agreements right now and there's something in the book that says that 95 of our thoughts essentially are someone else's thoughts so from the day that we're brought into the world we are told who to be how to be it What success looks like or doesn't, our identity is very much wrapped up, particularly within the context of our families, right? Not to mention. Um, What it means to be woman, what it means to, you know, grow up with resources or not, what it means to do like all of these things. And we create a narrative around those experiences. And a lot of times that narrative, as you described, are limiting beliefs that literally stifle us from curating in co-creation with creator, universe, God, source, whatever we classify it as the life of our deepest dreams, our true essence. And our true essence is curious, it's precocious, it's free, it's liberation, it's choosing for ourselves, it's perfect alignment with the inside of who we are, which is why that solar plexus is so important because it's indicative of our identity, right? And any time that we're moving in ways that go against the grain, even when we know on some level that this is true to who I am, those influences are so strong that it can still dictate. And so we become, as the Four Agreements says, our own domesticator in the process. And there's a better way. And so when I think about abundance, I think about tapping into every aspect of who we are, to connect to everything that we want for our lives. We mm-hmm. are the great we are the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. And you know, I say often that it doesn't matter like what you've been through in your life. The only thing that ultimately matters is you making a decision that you're worthy of more and your willingness to work for the, for the quest to receive that. Because when we seek truth, we find it. When we seek abundance, we find it. When we seek love and joy, we find it, as you said, because what we put out in the world, it comes back like a boomerang. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and the last thing that I'll say really quickly, because I know that you've got just some rich questions that I'm so excited about exploring with you. You know, abundance is really about, you um, What is the vision that we have? What's the real vision that we have for our lives? If we could be doing anything, if there were no limitations whatsoever, what would we be curating with our life? What would we be saying yes to and no to and everything in between? Because living life right now and saying yes to life right now, that is the epitome of abundance. Yes
1: very true very true and it's so interesting because i recently got this download this image of a sun and if Mm. you imagine that you are the sun you're here at the center of everything and i saw instead of the rays of the sun shooting out which they do you're illuminating the world by being who you are there are all these rays that come back in Mm. that we don't notice and when we shut them out and we block the things that come back in that are for our highest good, we struggle more than we have to. It's really interesting. I um, was chatting with one of my clients yesterday and she was saying that she took her grandkids to uh, a museum
0: mm-hmm. and
1: this guy that was, I guess, the host or you know the, the person showing them around, he was really, really slow at first and she was in line and she was getting a little bit impatient and yeah. she felt that friction of impatience. And then She got a chance to spend time with him, with her grandkids. And he was so thorough and so kind and made this just an incredible memory for these kids. She was blown away by the experience. And I was pointing out, isn't it interesting Mm. how often we'll experience that friction of impatience or frustration or something like that? And it's like the divine is trying to get our attention. Because when it's, when everything's going the way you expect it to go, you're not really paying much attention. You're just kind of going through the motions. It's like, Hey, no, no big deal. Chop wood, carry water, keep going. But then when something happens and it's out of the norm and it's unexpected and maybe even a little unpleasant, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that gets your attention and you have to focus. And it's all in how you choose to show up as your true authentic self which impacts the relationships that you have with yourself and others and impacts, whether you're letting abundance flow to you and through you or not.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. What What you just said is so powerful about keeping our channels clean. And, you know, so often we go through life as if someone has the puppet strings, right? I did this because of no, you did this because it's a part of who you are. Right. You did this because, yes, this person did this and they're responsible. But so are you. Right. And and when we can get to that place of um, I just read something that said that, you know, like loving so fully that we see ourselves in everything. We see ourselves reflected that that's real love. I mean, and we know it's a practice because. Life is going to life and we are going to have countless opportunities. You know, science says that we make 50,000 decisions on average a day. That means 50,000 times to be in a state of love, and which means that sometimes we have to remove ourselves a little bit so that we can then reflect back so that we can connect and build that relationship. Because if not, then not only do we suffer, but we're cutting ourselves off from the possibilities of what that relationship could be, what it could be teaching us. And- I just had a meeting earlier today with someone and, you know, we, this was our first time connecting and we talked about like the power of relationship building. We don't need to have an agenda. Like certainly the agenda is like we're trying to get to know each other and we're curious enough about how life is going to unfold in the process. So if we can approach life with like this flexibility, um, like an, a, a flexible agenda or no agenda at all. I think that's where the real magic starts to happen. Right. Um, and we can hear from God, universe, source in a way that we can't without being fully present, like abundance is being connected to self because when we're connected to self, we're connected to source. And when we're so true, right? Oh my gosh. That's a writer downer. Listen, yes. And when we're connected to source, like that's it. There's nothing more that we have to do in life. Pam Grout wrote in her book, um, EQ, I only have to do two things in life. God source universe takes care of the rest. Yeah. Be curious and ask more questions. Yes. That's it. Yes. If we can just be curious and ask more questions, we can just flow through life with ease. So
1: I want to share one thing here because and tomorrow, this is gonna be like a really long conversation. Obviously, sure mm-hmm. we're like. So, so in tune, but I, I'm, I here, for I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's so awesome. So I read this great book called The Survivors Club, and mm. in the book they talk about something called the 108010 rule, which was discovered by a guy in the UK who trained special forces operatives who were literally in life or death situations. Well, guess what? If you're breathing, you're in a life and death situation. Congratulations, here you are. So I found that this really applies to me too. He said that 10% of people, when the stuff hits the fan, 10% of people are natural leaders. They quickly assess the situation. They get a feel for the resources and the skills of their team. They assign responsibilities and let's go.
0: 80%
1: of people don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. but they know there's a leader somewhere. They are followers. 80% of people are followers. They look for a leader who has a decent plan. How can I help? Let's do this thing. The yeah, final 10% of people are in such a state of emotional overwhelm. He's like, you could put them in the lifeboat and they'll still fall out and drown. There is nothing you can do to help them because they are so blocked. They are so mm-hmm. overwhelmed. They can't process. Mm-hmm. And I realized some really profound things for myself. First of all, yeah. I never have to panic again, ever, ever. Ever yeah. and everybody yeah. has things they panic on. I do not like bugs. I'm just really not a bug fan. Mm-hmm. I know they provide a brilliant service in the world. No disrespect to bugs, but please don't come in my house. So <laughs> so you know, I don't have to panic. I can be a follower. I can yeah. get my husband to be the leader and follow mm-hmm. me to the bug and move the bug out of the house, right? I don't yeah. have to be in charge of everything. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big mistakes that we always make. It's all we need to do is get curious get curious and ask questions. And we shift out of that panic into following and Mm -hmm. the best leaders know how to be followers. Why? They're always looking for new great stuff that they can apply in their own lives to use, to make a difference for the people who follow them and followers are looking for leaders too. So you can't lose. Honestly, you can't lose.
2: That's so, that's so good. What you just uh, talked about because I think that, it's so important for people to know, right. That they have power to choose everything. And, and we, we can't activate that power without practice. We can't live abundant lives without keeping abundance at the forefront. Um, you know, I say often like choose peace and joy above everything because if you're choosing joy and peace, you're not harming yourself and you're not harming the world. Right. So you can't and it and it causes life to be that much more sweeter. We get to have heaven right here on earth if heaven is what we believe in. We yes. get to have it right now. Yeah. We don't have to wait for it. So absolutely. That's so good.
1: So I I've got to ask you, obviously, there are certain symptoms that you notice with people before you start working with them or in the early stages of working with them. That make it pretty clear they could benefit from the kind of work that you do so could you tell us
2: what what might be one or two symptoms that people should be looking for absolutely um you know one of the things is being stuck right it's um I, i learned early on in my career as a therapist that just because people say they want change it doesn't mean that they actually have this resources to change or are really ready for that change, right? Um, And so, but that to me is a form of being stuck, that contemplative phase um, I also feel like if we're at a point in our life where transition is on the horizon and we're not really sure what that transition is going to look like, so we just need some space to for visioning. Um, and, you know, of course, and, and I imagine that's the case for you, too, that we see a lot of themes that show up in our work, um, particularly with women. And I find one of the biggest things, and it doesn't matter where you come from, what your identity is, that confidence, our ability to know that we are worthy and be and have the courage to um ask for the things that we want in life, uh, which in part is connected to those limiting beliefs, the stories by which we've told ourselves, the ways in which we've domesticated ourselves. that is the great that is the one of the biggest themes that I see in my work with women. And if we can tap into that confidence, you know, uh, Dr. Maya Angelo said that, Courage is our most the most important virtue that exists because without courage, we can't take action. Now, we can dream, we can conjure up some beauty. We're dreaming all the time, right? We're dreaming while we're awake. We're dreaming when we're sleeping. You know, sometimes I just chuckle to myself on a vision like a dream that I had during the day. It's like, oh, I really just thought about that. <laughs> we're always dreaming, right? And and knowing that we get to choose, like we get to choose what it is that we, great risk, of course, because anytime that we're pushing up against the grain based on who people think we are or who we should be versus our real essence, there's great risk in that. But the reality is, is that there's risk in staying the same. So either one, it's like, what risk are you going to take? Are you going to take the one that's going to get you closer aligned with your optimal self and the, your joy factor and peace and living a life of yes, right now, or no right now, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or not. And it's all okay what we choose, but to know that it's a choice um, and that someone else is not choosing for us, even though we believe that they are.
1: It's all a part of your growth. Yes, And that's one of the biggest blessings that we have is we have an opportunity to grow and we have an opportunity to experience something wonderful in every moment. I had an experience recently that was kind of a wake-up call for me. I was backing my husband's truck up out of a parking space at a kind of crowded parking lot. And Mm -hmm. I don't have great spatial awareness and it's not my favorite thing to do. So I'm being very, very cautious and moving out of this parking space. And I see somebody out of the corner of my eye just whipping through the parking lot. And I'm thinking, boy, that's really dangerous. And all of a sudden I hear a horn honk behind me. And man, did that trigger me. That just set me off. I was just, I didn't look in the mirror. I didn't say anything, but I was thinking some pretty nasty things about what was going on there. And I just got this Mm. from the divine. I love this little thing. This is my divine reminder. Hello. Everything is supposed to be love for you. Mm. You're making up a story that doesn't sound very loving, sweetheart.
2: Yes. What if you
1: made up a story that was loving for you? What would that look like? And yeah. I started brainstorming, what could this possibly mean? I came up with a couple of different stories that could I could apply to that, that would be a generous gesture where he didn't have time to get out of the car and he was giving me a little heads up, right? And I realized, wait a minute, I'm the only one who can let love in. mm. I'm the only one who can let that relationship nourish me. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who gets to decide what I receive. Yeah, And so I need to choose stories that serve me. I need to find ways to open myself up. And it really brings me to my next question for you, because I find that in order for our world to change, something has to change inside we have to see things in a new way we have to experience things in a new way and i know from your perspective women really need to nourish themselves and love themselves more but what do you think is that switch that just shifts everything that you change inside
2: yeah you know i i use a manifestation formula in my work that is not i mean i curated it but curated it from my teachers right and and i've had many uh, over the course of my life as, as i'm sure that you have and i you know the first thing is about belief right you have to believe that you are worthy of having expansive life you have to believe that you're worthy of healing you have to believe that you're that peace is possible for you joy is possible for you you have to believe that money there's no limit to the kind of money that you can make in this lifetime um and that So that's the first thing, because without belief, you, you can ask for something, but if you don't believe that you're worthy of it, you're going to block yourself from receiving it because God universe source is never going to give you more than what you are vibrationally ready for. Your frequency has to be ready for the thing that you are asking to come into your life. The other thing is about like, um, asking Asking for what you want, when you want, knowing you can. And like, I'll never forget years ago, a friend of mine said, "Um, I've got to wait for God to heal me. I said, why? I said, why do you have to wait for God to heal you? Because God is actually like waiting on you. And so often through our, the way that we teach about power, and particularly if we come from a religious school of thought, we believe that it's this source that's outside of ourselves that that we have no control over, but we, but actually we are co-creating all the time. And if we look at our lives, our lives are a manifestation of what we've co-created because even if we were young and someone harmed us, we can't control that. But now that we are adults and we know that this experience is blocking us from living fully, now we're responsible for healing. If we want to have a great life, we can have it. Um, And so, and then the other thing, of course, are related to like waiting because we can't control like the timeline always. We can't control the pathway by which it's going to look. But what we can control is our consciousness point. And we can have a high level of consciousness through a high level of practice. But practicing is not, you know, just about like, it's not about you spending It's not about dosage. It's about intention because you could spend five minutes in meditative practice and get all kinds of downloads because part of living an abundant life is living life. And if we're spending time just practicing, practicing, as if we're trying to arrive somewhere, we're actually missing the beauty that comes along with living life and allowing God, universe, source to speak to us through everything, through everything. Um, And then knowing that it's coming. And then just knowing and then working right so you have to be willing if all you're doing is talking about what you want for your life but your actions don't align with that you're never gonna have the life that you want because you have to put in work that's that's universal law right this is the you these are universal laws in action and we are using the knowledge of these universal laws to work for us to create what we want for for this life and the lies that we tell ourselves is that we if we come from lack in any way we can't we can't have right the things that we want because of this lack well that's a lie and oh, if we come so. to the truth the truth is we can have everything and Absolutely. it doesn't matter how small or grand it's all available to us in time through our efforts and through our belief system internal external. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I have a great example of that. It mm-hmm. just happened
1: last weekend. Oh, I so love I'm it. in, I'm in Sacramento, California, and it tends to get hot here in the summertime. And we went out to dinner with friends Friday night. We got home and our air conditioning was out mm. and Saturday it was supposed to hit 105, a little toasty. <laughs> so yes. I got on the phone at eight 30 in the morning on Saturday morning, and it's a holiday weekend. And I just had this deep inner sense of knowing. I was very calm. I felt a deep sense of gratitude and appreciation that I was gonna find the perfect person to help fix the air conditioning. Mm. On the fourth call, I found a guy who could be here within an hour and he fixed it within 30 minutes. Wow. And every single conversation, I was very thankful and grateful and wished them a happy holiday. And and it, it just it was just easy. It was so beautiful. It was so easy. And it's really interesting because a meditation teacher of mine said, you know, when you before you do meditation, you learn this practice. When something happens, the result feels like it's etched in stone. It's this deep feeling. It's like hanging on to the trauma. It's so deeply etched in the stone. And as you get used to these practices, and you're just so able and resilient, and it's no big deal. And you can just show up in a space of gratitude and love and know that the perfect person is going to show up at the perfect time. You just trust that that's going to happen. As you get to that space, it's no longer etched in stone, it's etched in sand. Mm. And you can just blow it away. And it's it's no longer bothering you anymore. And that was exactly the experience I had. And it was just amazing. And you can have that experience too. But I find that so often we think, well, it's all on me. I have to figure everything out. I have to know everything before I can do anything. No, 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 no. You are in partnership with the divine, with the universe, with God, with uh, whoever you call, whatever you call that being, that higher power. You are in partnership. You need to state your intention. This is what I want. A fixed air conditioner would be really nice right now. And -hmm. then you've got to stay in that loving, joyous anticipation and curiosity and just keep going
2: with gratitude. That's the hardest part.
1: You were saying the waiting is the hardest part.
2: Mm. But yeah, and I I love how you illustrated this because what you're illuminating for us is about embodiment like practice because knowledge is only as good as we allow it to create change in our lives right i know many people including me like i always say me too um you know you can read all the books in the world you can have the most intellectually stimulating conversations on the planet and that's great but if it doesn't manifest into what you want for your life, then they're just deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And, and that's fine. You know, I like a deep conversation, like many people like deep conversation. but I know the difference between the acquiring of knowledge and the embodiment of knowledge through practice so that you have those moments, as you said, where it's like, Ooh, all right. I've been working my stuff and like this, I can ease, I can flow through life. And, and you nailed it. No matter what life throws at you, we can still be in a state of calm. We can, you know, I'm a big energy reader and there are times when instantly I know, oop this energy doesn't mesh with my energy. I can feel it. In, it's like my energy repels and I used to let it bother me, but now I just tuck it away. I just tuck it away. Because it doesn't matter if I'm aligned with this person or not. I still want to love this person. I still want to be in peace in their presence because I'm in control. I can decide never to like, where do, where's their placement in my life based on this energy that I'm feeling. I'm always in a state of choosing. And part of that choosing is to deciding not to allow your emotions to be derailed by someone else is poison. And we all have poison that we are putting out in the If we're not healing, we are putting out poison. That is, and and no matter how much we evolve in life, no matter how much we heal, no matter how much we discover about ourselves, there's always going to be more for us to know and do and be So that we can be in our most optimal state because we don't arrive there. It just keeps going. It just keeps self-actualization. Many of us don't ever even get to that place of self-actualization, right? But the goal is not self-actualization for self actualization's sake. The goal is self-actualization so that we can be in our highest light state so that we can heal ourselves and heal generations to come because our light is not just for us. It's for us first and then it is for the world.
1: So true. So true. And you know, the thing is, we're all here to learn and grow. And as things improve in your life, you get higher quality problems. Shall Mm. I buy the house in Fiji or buy the house in Hawaii? Bummer tough choice, right? You have different (laughs) problems, but you have problems. So embrace the fact that you can adapt and learn how to embrace those problems and quickly resolve them. Now, I do want to talk to you a little bit because so often we just wish we had a magic wand and poof, hey, presto, it's all gone. And that's yeah. not generally what happens. I don't have a magic wand. I don't know about you. You might be a little more sophisticated. No, than me. no I wish I did though. <laughs> there's, there's a process, right? There's a, there's yeah. a sequence of events that show us we're actually making progress. Mm. What's one or two things that you get your clients to focus on so they can tell that they're starting to make progress.
2: Yeah, this is good. Um and I would say that one of the one of the ways that progress shows up and it's going to be of course very subjective, right, R- regarding what it is that we're desiring, but one of the thematic things that I see is my clients will say things like um they feel more joy. They have more gratitude. They're able to say no more. They have gotten rid of certain baggage in their life that's no longer In service of them. Um, A lot of times my clients will say, this job is no longer in alignment with my life. And so it's time for me to make a change or like they come in wanting to make more money. And that is of course, you know, not money exclusively, but like building your foundation so that money can flow to you more with ease. So change happens in so many ways. And I think that one of the biggest things that my clients will tell me is, is that Not only has change happened, but they understand that as we are co-creating with universe source God, that the coach serves as a co-creator, right? Because as we started in this conversation, people are our number one pathway. So if we feel like this is someone who's going to help us and if we're ready to create the change, whatever it is that we want to change in our lives, we can change. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, going from having $10 in your bank account to being a millionaire, we know that that's not going to happen overnight, but but even that's relative, right? Even that is something that um, is really conditioned upon the extent to which we are immersing ourselves and keeping our healing and our liberation at the forefront right um and so i think that you know when i think about change i often talk about my client talk with my clients about the life wheel right and like how do you feel about your life across these eight domains or 12 do- I've seen it up to 12 but the standard one has eight um and then we kind of use that as a benchmark right for what it is that they want to curate with their life and even if you go from a 5 to a 6 that's growth to be celebrated right absolutely because we should we don't have to wait for the grand things to manifest like part of enjoying life is relishing in the small but significant changes because as long as we're moving forward, we're moving forward and we should be celebrating that forward momentum. And that's why like just continuing to get up and do the work and be compassionate with ourselves, knowing that we're going to make a hell of a lot of mistakes on the journey. Um, and even reframing like this idea of making, it's not a mistake. It's just like, oh, okay, I learned this is, this is a discovery process. Mm -hmm. I just discovered this about myself. I discovered this about you and being gentle with yourself and others through the journey. um, I think that that is what actually can help to expedite change, you know, because so oftentimes we're thinking about change from this like mechanical standpoint. um, But there's this balance between like And the yin and yang talks about this. So we're talking about masculine and feminine energy, which we all have, no matter what our gender is. Like our goal is to like have that balance between knowing like the most important relationship we're ever going to have is with ourselves. Yes. If, If we can know ourselves, trust ourselves, that will expedite anything that we want for our lives because we no longer have to be affirmed on the outside world now don't get me wrong people can harm us and people can also heal us but we can also like do our work we don't have to wait on anyone or anything right, right? so i know that that wasn't it was a, a, a direct answer to your question but then it was also <laughs> kind of this indirect right this foundational aspect if we're talking about really expediting change and we can have drastic change in a very short period of time, depending on our readiness and and how we prime the mind and the emotion, because that's the channel, right? If we feel good, we will receive good. We will be able to tap into the creativity that you talked about and all the things and the answers that are always at our disposal, if we can just get still enough long enough to be yeah. able to hear and see it.
1: That is so true. Well, Damara, you offered a really wonderful gift to the audience. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: yeah absolutely um so you know I I believe that we're talking about this book right that I'm that I'm in the process of birthing to the world um I shared earlier it's called me too a therapist starting to heal from complex trauma find Liberation and joy um what it does is it looks at trauma from a um a general standpoint to help people to understand it but also more specifically how trauma shows up in children using um the adverse childhood experiences scale um so I take my life in the real experience experiences that I had as an adolescent. I connected to those trauma indicators that derive from there. Um, And then the aftermath of that trauma and how it showed up in my life and then myself and then my healing journey, which we know is like, you know, (laughs) it's not linear. It's it, it ebbs and flows. Um, And, you know, the whole idea is is to help people to understand their power to heal themselves. And that again, no matter where we come from, no matter how sparse our beginning our beginning was, um, that it can be so full. It's a, there's a saying that I heard, you know, double for your trouble. We can have double for our trouble yeah. as we ignite our own healing. And as we ignite our ability to just be gentle with ourselves and to be gentle with humanity as we matriculate through life. So
1: that is wonderful. Well, Damara, I'll make sure that I include a link to find out more about your book in the show notes. Now, one of the things that we always do here is turn the tables on our guests because we know when we give is when we receive the most. So what is something that we can do that will support you?
2: Oh, I love that question. And I want to put that, of course, back on you as well. Um, You know, I would just say that, you know, as women are on their journeys and they're really feeling led to be supported in this way, right? Um, This is not healing on the peripheral. This is very deep work that we're talking about doing, both from an individual and a collective healing journey. Um, I have a lot of ways uh, that I support women that don't cost a dime, right, through the podcast and through um, some of the free offerings. I have a workshop that's coming up that's called uh, Yes, You Can you know, Travel the Globe. And that's really just about my own lived experience in traveling to 31 countries across six continents for pleasure, right, and, and still counting, right? And that's one of the ways, of course, that I cultivate my wellness, but it's one of the ways that I acquire knowledge and I connect to myself and there's so many things. And so, you know, definitely investigating what we have available. And if there's alignment, I always say, if this feels right, say yes to it, say yes to it. And, um, and I would be honored to support women to the extent that they feel called to be supported through the Be Well, Beautiful Woman community.
1: That is great. That is great. Well, I'll make sure that links to everything are in the show notes. Demira, what an incredible conversation. Oh, wow. my God. I'm As so... usual, you know, you have made my t- job just so much harder because I took notes the whole time we were talking and I've got like a whole page <laughs> of notes. And then That's I have beautiful. to try to read now and find just one thing
2: to activate abundance around. Man. You got yeah. it. You got it. It'll That's come my to my life you. heart. Oh my gosh. It will come to you. I know it. <laughs> this has been, I'm full from this conversation. I'm so grateful for you um, for putting this podcast out in the world. This message of abundance is timeless and we can never talk enough about abundance. Uh, and I'm just so grateful that our world intersected. So thank you for having me um, thank you for being my sister on a parallel journey towards living a full life. Um, rooted yeah.
1: How fun is this? I mean, how can it get even better than this? Right. You get to have a fun, dynamic conversation with an awesome person and it just lights you up. Right. Mm-hmm. And it ripples out. Having yeah. that experience is just Magnificent, magnetic, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Just incredible. And I want everybody to stay tuned because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure.
0: I love
1: Demara. Oh my gosh. Soul sister and then some. I mean she said so many incredible things. I'm super grateful for the opportunity to have this incredible conversation with such a dynamic, insightful, compelling, nourishing woman. I mean, she just gets it and she gets you. And to feel that understood and that cared for is just remarkable in today's world. So Thank you, thank you, thank you, Damara, for being who you are, because what a blessing. Now, step two after gratitude is to acknowledge something you heard that was an aha for you. And I love the way she put this. She said, knowledge versus embodiment. Knowledge is just knowing something. And I mean, come on, there's all things we know. You know the alphabet. You know, you can probably count to 10. You know stuff. But it's not really useful until you embody it, you use it. And she was talking about the value of using practices where you try it again and again and again, like meditation. You don't meditate once and you're good. You meditate over and over again. The cool thing about what Damara was saying is that you have control over what you experience in your life. You can take that knowledge, the insights that you gained from her in this episode today, and you can apply different practices to experience this knowledge yourself. Try it on for size, make a few adjustments, get it to fit right, okay? Because it's all about how you choose to actually use the information you receive. Step three is appreciate the difference it can make in your life. She just gave you total control, She did, she just gave you the secret sauce. She's like, hey, there's information out there everywhere that can serve you. Now figure out how you want to apply it in your life and everything shifts. That's why I talk about step four, activate abundance. So how we activate abundance, three different ways. You can grab your calendar and schedule it on your calendar. You can create a little physical trigger, a reminder. Okay, every time I hear something that's really cool, I'm gonna to remember to write it down, and then I'm gonna to remember to come up with a way to actually implement it. For me, uh, the, step three, the op- the third option for activating abundance is to declare what you're going to do when something happens. For me, I take notes. I'm like a compulsive note taker. If I don't write it down, it never happened. But that's really valuable because I can go back through my notes, identify those ah ahas, and then I can figure out how I'm going to put it in action. What am I going to practice over and over again that really helps me embody what I just learned? And I love that she challenged us with this. She really did. I mean, she threw down the gauntlet in case you weren't listening. This was a challenge for you and for me. So take knowledge and figure out how am I going to embody this in my life? How am I going to apply this to what I'm doing? And how am I going to notice the nuances, notice the shifts that show up for me? And often it's a tiny little shift but that tiny little shift makes a massive difference. When you're hitting that golf ball, it can go in the water or it can go in the hole in one, just based on that tiny little shift in how things happen. So I love that. That's what I'm gonna do to activate abundance is I'm going to decide how to implement it so I can embody it. Step five, celebrate your progress. You got a huge aha today. Tomorrow was brilliant. I mean, she said so many awesome things. I want you to listen to this episode again and again. Take some notes. And I challenge you to go on the record. Put in the comments what you're going to do to embody the knowledge you heard today. What are you going to do? How are you going to live it? And then focus your awareness on what is showing up for you because you took that courageous step and know that our energy is connected to yours forever, forever. If you never see us again, our energy is connected to yours and we are sending you love and blessings and nourishing energy all the time. You got this. You deserve to live a life you love and only you can choose to do that. By taking that knowledge and embodying it live the brilliance that you are because we need it thank you so much for joining me today i'll see you next time for the abundance journey
0: you've been listening to the abundance journey show with elaine starling